0: Hello, friends. Pastor Hanley here. And we are in week two of this COVID-19 crisis, at least here in Los Angeles. For us, this is week two. And today, I just want to give you a, a short encouragement to place your faith in Christ, going deep in Christ, rather than placing your hope in things going back to normal. And what I mean by that is during week one, there, there were just generally feelings of anxiety, feelings of fear. And we were beginning to feel the discomforts and the feelings of isolation as churches and other community settings and public gatherings closed down. But this week, I think there's a new emotion that many of us are experiencing, which is just sadness, sadness. There's still fear, there's still some anxiety, but generally there's sadness. I think most of us have accepted this as the new normal. Our hearts begin to break as we hear stories from medical professionals on the front line and how they're running out of gear and protective gear for themselves. Our hearts begin to break as we hear about uh, businesses closing, small restaurants closing, employers truly having to do the heart-wrenching thing of laying off employees, even good employees. Uh, We see the devastating effect on the economy globally, and generally there's a feeling of sadness. And I think naturally when we're sad, we try to place our hope in some type of object or thought of, of positivity. And I want to challenge you today not to just anchor your hope on the day that things go back to normal. I mean that'll be a glorious day, but I see this I'm tempted to place I see this in my own in my own heart. You know, I'm tempted to place my hope in the day that we can go back into the church building as a pastor the day where you know we can be preaching from the pulpit and and have the the wonderful grace of the AV team guiding us through through all of our production the day where we can see each other face to face again the day where small groups where we can actually physically embrace and and share food and and talk about God's word and 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 lay hands on 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 on, on people as we pray over them. I mean, these will be glorious times. But um I think if we're if we're looking at going back to normal, then sometimes it's easy for us to set ourselves up for more feelings of sad- sadness. And what I mean by this is is if we're looking at okay, after 8 weeks, then then we're going to be able to build rebuild our economy slowly, you know, things are going to go back to normal. What if 8 weeks comes around and the pandemic is still spiking that things aren't going back to normal what if 12 weeks comes around what if week 20 or 24 comes around and we are still in this pandemic what if things could be done by then but what if what if it's in god's plan for us to be in this pandemic for longer than we anticipate and that's what i mean when we look to scripture can begin with the old testament and move into the new testament you've seen that god has never removed his people physically from this world and its troubles there will be a day when the church is removed from these troubles and that's the day that jesus returns but until then jesus told us that we would have trouble in the old testament God allowed his people to go through all types of worldly tribulation and trouble. And the way that he guided them through was not necessarily always taking them out. But instead, he communicated with them. He related to them through individual chosen leaders and servants like Moses, uh, through, through prophets like the Old Testament prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets. And he related to them by giving him his word. Now, when you come into the New Testament, Jesus came down as the word of God become flesh. And in John chapter 16, I just want to share one verse with you. John chapter 16, verse 33, and you've probably heard this online or probably heard this encouragement uh, from other pastors. But in John 16, verse 33, Jesus, he says, I've said these things to you that in me, meaning in him, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I mean, this is such a powerful verse, and the context of this verse is very important. The context of this immediate passage, I think, traces back to John chapter 14, where Jesus promises his disciples the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus is telling his disciples in these three chapters that he is going to go. That he is physically going to leave them, he's going to he's going to go to the cross, he's going to ascend back into heaven and be with his father. Uh, he tells the disciples in chapter fifteen, but they must remain in relationship with with him. They must continue to relate to Jesus, and and then he. And then he, he gives us this encouragement, right? And so this encouragement is only possible when we realize that Jesus dwells with us through the Holy Spirit. And that is what he means. He says, I have said these things to you that in Christ, through the Spirit, we may have peace. And he doesn't promise to take us out of this world. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation, including pandemic and including economic downfall. But take heart. Not when, not putting our hope in the day when things will go back to normal, but instead by placing our hope in Christ, because Christ is the one who has overcome all tribulation in this world. Now, what does this look like practically? I think first, we need to remember that how the Lord is going to guide us through this trial, as long as it goes, is one by relating to us. And so if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you can talk directly to God and express your anxiety, express your pain, lament to him, tell him how you feel physically, uh, tell him about uh, the effects on your workplace or your, your health, and just cry out to the Lord and trust that he hears you. So first thing we do is we cry out to God because we know that Jesus is with us. Secondly, we must hear from God. And this one requires faith, because when we talk about hearing from God, we're talking about how God has guided his people through tribulation and it's through giving them his word. I mean, this requires tremendous faith, I believe for us as Christians, right? It it requires a tremendous exercise of faith to believe in a God that we cannot physically see. I mean, we're in this crisis and we can't actually physically see Christ with our eyes. And we need to exercise trust in words on pages in a book, in an ancient book, that these words are certain. Yeah, that requires a tremendous amount of faith. But it is that type of faith that has defined God's people in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's the people of God who actually believed in an invisible God Named Yahweh, and who trusted in His word communicated through His prophets in the Old Testament, then in the New Testament, those who believed that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of God's word, and they placed their trust in Christ, and then upon or after his resurrection, they believed in the words of Christ written in the book of the in the books of the New Testament. And so during this season, I challenge you and I encourage you, place your hope. Not on the day when this pandemic will end, because that day is uncertain, but instead on the ability to cry out to God and to find joy in knowing that Christ listens to us and He hears us, and in hearing from the Word of God. We love you more than you know. We're praying for you. We're praying for God's cover of protection over your health and over your soul.